Alan Weiss, The Uncomfortable Truth, this week on political debates. Political debates, they're absolutely depressing. Democrats had two nights of them recently, as I record this. It's an exercise in pandering for votes. They're no better than panhandlers. I'm not just talking Democrats. This applies to any party. These people will eat their young for votes. They call Joe Biden a racist. His own Democratic colleagues call him a racist, yet he served as our first black president's vice president for eight years. How did Obama miss that? Speaking Spanish, they think, will attract voters. Some of them speak it fluently. Some of them could drop in a phrase. But if you vote for someone in the United States because they happen to speak Spanish, is that really a sufficient reason? In fact, does it express a lack of respect in that they believe they can't communicate with these voters unless it's in their native tongue because they don't speak English sufficiently? It's pandering. Everyone on that stage knows that most of their promises are vapid and impossible. The difference, you know, between do you want a $10 million bond issue to improve infrastructure, which often occurs at the local level, and gets a high support, is changed dramatically if you say, do you want a $10 million bond issue to improve infrastructure if it means a 2% increase in your tax rate? Those are often denied. There's always an if-then. There's always a consequence. The great science fiction writer Robert Heinlein, who wrote A Rolling Stone and The Moon is a Harsh Mistress and Starship Troopers, coined the phrase Tin Stoffel, and Tin Stoffel stands for there is no such thing as a free lunch. The money has to come from somewhere. I remember one year when I was on the board of the ballet, where I'm going to be president soon, but this occurred several years in the past, and I saw the budget for the coming year, and I noticed there were $80,000 of income projected from corporate grants, and the prior year's corporate grants were zero. And so I said to the financial team, where is this 80000 coming from? Do you have a promise? Because we got zero last year from those sources. And I was told the budget didn't balance by 80000 so we had to put more income somewhere. Well, great. There's a name for that, and it's called bankruptcy. Do you know that only about 44% of Americans pay net taxes every year? At the end of the year, only 44% pay taxes. The top 5% of all earners pay 58% of all taxes. The top 3% pay the majority of all taxes, and the bottom 50% of all earners paid only 5% of taxes. All this is to be found on Wikipedia. The debates bend facts or mix them up. They talk about spending and spending and providing and providing, but not where the money will come from. No one mentions how to pay for things, except, oh, we'll clean up the waste, or we'll cut wasteful programs, or we'll be more efficient. Yet it's virtually impossible to cut any programs because those programs were originally promised to get the votes last time. Promise follows promise, program upon program, indebtedness upon indebtedness. Where will the money come from? These candidates fall victim to their own bigotry. You're a racist. You're too old. You're sexist. This is liberal? I don't think so. 
And again, I'm not defending the conservatives. I'm only talking about what I was able to see at this recording. You know, we see people scrounge through old yearbooks. I call these people lower than pond scum. But we see them scrounge through old yearbooks to try to shame current office holders by finding something they did 30 years ago that should be reprehensible if they were to do them today as an adult on the basis that no one learns or improves or grows. Yet, we're supposed to believe a candidate who's changed her views just over the last 24 months. So if you did something 30 years ago, we expect you still to be bad. But you want to change your political views over 24 months? That's fine. You're probably sincere. I love it when they say, well, thank you for asking me that question to the moderator. It's nonsense. They're not thanking anyone for asking the question. They're buying themselves time, and they're trying to pander. And they don't answer yes or no questions. One guy was asked, do you believe or not, would you support or not a 70% marginal tax rate, which one of the other candidates was proposing? And he said, let me tell you what I believe. And she said once again, but do you agree with a 70% marginal tax rate? He said, let me tell you what I believe. And he never answered the question. He doesn't respect the voters. He doesn't respect the listeners. He doesn't respect the moderators. And by the way, the moderators are generally awful. They shine credit on themselves. Remember Megyn Kelly four years ago? Where is she today? But they don't shut up candidates who over their time limit. They don't demand they answer the questions asked. These moderators are not good. They're not journalists by any measure, in my view. This is a circus, these debates. And polls have shown that people who watch debates don't fundamentally change their votes. The debates are a circus. You might be entertained. But if you watch it as a demonstration of potential future leadership in this country, you realize you need a net because this is a risky high wire act at that circus. And that, my friends, is the uncomfortable truth. <laughs>